0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmeen Ali. A task that we do in one of our learning courses is to have entrepreneurs record the tasks that take up the majority of their time. As you can imagine, this varies a lot from business to business. We then have them rank the strategic importance of each task, and then we have them look at the complexity of each task. The idea is that between the strategic importance and the complexity, an entrepreneur can objectively and analytically decide whether they should be using their own time performing a task, or whether this should be given to someone else. One of the tasks that comes up most often as something that should be delegated, but yet something that takes up a lot of the entrepreneur's time, is preparing quotes. A quote or quotation is, within a business definition, a formal offer to supply a potential client. Now, when we think about quotes, we often think of it as just being the price that we're willing to supply at. However, it goes beyond the price. It should actually outline the conditions that we're willing to perform the work under, including all the terms and conditions attached to the work being done. Remember that under the Consumer Protection Act, and as a document that falls under the prescriptive forms required by SARS, a quotation is a legally binding document. So if you're creating it you better make sure that it represents your business and more importantly protects your business. Terms and conditions this is something we hear about a lot but in small businesses these are often non-existent. So what are some of the terms and conditions that should be attached To your quotation. There are three main areas that every quote must address, namely payment, conditions of the work and exclusions. First let's look at payment. This must include the price being charged per line item, the total price before VAT and the total price after VAT. Of course if you're not VAT registered you may not charge VAT so this should never appear on your quotation. Further to the price, your quote must also include your payment terms. Do you require a deposit before the work will be started? If so, how much? What are the details for the deposit? What is the position on refunds? These are some of the most common and important terms with regard to payment, but by far not an exhaustive list and also something that I often find severely lacking in small businesses. Next, the terms will generally outline the conditions of the work. This will include items like delivery times and in service-oriented businesses in particular, things like where the work will be performed and the conditions required for your staff while carrying out the work. One of the items often missing is a reasonable hours and communication clause, which states not only how many hours would be needed to complete the work, but also how many communication hours would be reasonable. Much of our time as service businesses is spent on the phone with clients who feel entitled to call us at any time of the day. This can often extend to unreasonable hours and wastes time that we can be using to find new sales or a multitude of other tasks. Finally, we look at exclusions. In other words, under what circumstances would we not be willing to perform the work? This this can include non-payment, time factors, changes in circumstances, such as extreme economic changes, for example, or clauses related to the availability of raw materials. Where the client is an active participant in the delivery, so for example, for a photographer, it can also include clauses related to the role of the client in the overall delivery. Basically, our exclusions talk to when we would not be able to deliver on this deal and how we will seek to remedy it. Now of course there will be also a multitude of industry specific terms and conditions that you should look to include in your quote. In fact in some industries it's legislated that you must include certain terms and conditions. But don't be scared to tailor make this to suit you and the unique circumstances of your business. What many entrepreneurs do not know is that quotations are actually governed by SARS and that there is a minimum prescriptive format that quotes must follow. In other words, there are things that must appear on your quote according to SARS, because not only is it a legally binding document, but also a fiscally strategic document in your business. So after the break, we talk to a psycho-registered accountant about the financially mandated requirements for your quotations. Back to Small Business MBA. I'm now joined by a charts accountant and fellow entrepreneur to help us figure out our quotations. George, welcome once again.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, so the last time you were here, we were talking invoices, right? Yes. Um, and today we're talking quotes, which are kind of, you know, the almost the twin brother <laughs> yeah. of the of the invoice. So let's let's talk. Just a very quick recap on you know, the format of what this should look like.
1: Okay, so like similar to the invoice, mm-hmm. um, how I've set up the templates for my quoting, it's uh, the only difference between my invoice and my quote is the fact that on the top of um, my document it says quotation or tax invoice. Um, the critical things that needed to be in the tax invoice as we touched on uh, mm-hmm. previously was tax invoice um, Has to be written there yep. um, the name the address and the VAT registration number mm-hmm. of the seller as well as the name address and VAT mm-hmm. registration number of the buyer okay.
0: um,
1: We need a description yep. as well as the quantity of the goods sold and then the price as well as the VAT amount um, I've set up my quotations in exactly that format
0: um, and the date and the date. <laughs> yes, of course. See, <laughs> I remember
1: <laughs> Of course, the date and the sequential numbering. <laughs> um,
0: and of course, just to just to reiterate, if you're not VAT registered, it's just an invoice, and yes. if you are VAT registered, it's a tax invoice. Correct, hundred percent. Okay, so one of the issues that I often see with my entrepreneurs is that we've got the format of the of the quote beautiful, yeah. uh, but the problem is the terms and conditions that should be attached to the quote just are non-existent. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of the most important terms and conditions that you should be attaching to every quote.
1: Perfect. So this is an area that that I personally also struggled in because you don't really know, or I didn't know when I started trading, mm. um, what T's and C's I need to add. But gradually um, you kind of figure out, uh, you get a little bit of pushback from clients and yep. then you say, okay, hold on, let me add that into the bottom of my quote because that's information that needs to go to the client uh, immediately so he knows um, or, or what he's dealing with. And, uh,
0: and I think that it's important to to understand that your T's and C's are a learning curve.
1: Yes, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs>
0: You, you create them um, no. in order to deal with the situations that your business yes. finds itself in. So not everybody's T's no. and C's are gonna be exactly the same.
1: No, so so I mean, we in the clothing industry and what we do is we make bespoke suits. Mm-hmm. So um, when a client comes and purchases a suit from us, we request or require a 50% deposit upfront, mm-hmm. and then the balance of the payment on final delivery of the garment. Okay. So that is recorded in in my T's and C's on the quotation, just so that the client or the buyer um, is familiar with what is expected in terms of his financial commitment.
0: Okay, and, and, and with that, the, the, the next condition is generally without that 50% deposit you know basically we're not going to we're not going to start working on your on your order
1: yeah no absolutely because I mean you're at financial risk if they haven't accepted the quotation um, and you know you only raise an invoice when you've received payment or uh, or otherwise unless you've extended him a line of credit Mm -hmm. um, you run the risk of a financial loss so I could have started with production of a suit uh, without getting payment and then two days later he says um, no thanks I don't feel like the suit anymore and I'm sitting with um, with the loss
0: absolutely And, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that a lot of small businesses do get themselves into, into financial trouble yep. because you know we don't think in terms yeah. of I'm actually outputting something here in order to mm. create this, this, this product, or even um, if it is a service, you're actually spending money in order to deliver this service before yeah. the client is paying you.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, another, another key thing that, that we've put in over there is we sell accessories. And one hundred percent of the payment is expected upfront for all mm-hmm. the accessories that we sold, because I mean it's a cash deal. you want a product, you take the product, we need uh, the cash for it so so our clients need mm. to know or know the difference between buying a bespoke suit or buying one of our products that is readily available. Yeah.
0: okay, so we have our deposit. Um, we have that certain items are regarded as cash, regardless of yeah. who you are um, Let's talk about um, where you are extending a line of credit. Okay. Okay, so um, how would you phrase that within, within your terms and conditions? Again, yeah. you know, like um, the, the last time you were here we spoke about doing it as simply as possible so yeah. that a six-year-old can understand it. Yes. Where a lot of the time I find that entrepreneurs try to make it a little too complicated.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, so I suppose keep to the basics. Um, the, uh, the If you're extending a line of credit, then you can deter, just put down your payment terms. So, i.e., my payment terms are 30 days or uh, 60 days um, and then just ensure that the clients paid you uh, in accordance with, with your payment terms
0: and um, I think another important thing is it's not either or so no. you know you can you can take a deposit up front yes. and then extend a line of credit for X number of days correct um, for the remainder of the payment because yeah. I think I think a lot of time a lot of the time um, entrepreneurs do get stuck on oh if I'm taking a deposit then you know I can't give them credit and that's yep. not the case it's your business you set your terms.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah. So whatever's going to work for you and your clients, um, ultimately, it's a relationship that you're trying to build. Um, so, so you also can't give, you can't be too pushy and you can't give nothing back. Um, uh, you need to you need to make sales and what's going to work for you and your clients is, is is what needs to go in those terms and conditions
0: okay great so we've got we've got our, te- our payment terms and conditions and, sure. and to me that's always the most important <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because if you're not getting paid you're not in business oh exactly okay but there are other terms and conditions that we need to take into account as well so yes. what are some of the other things that we might want to include in, in
1: Um terms? there's shipping uh, terms and conditions there's delivery times there's okay. um, you know for for me a, a major thing thing is uh, guys who come in uh, we measure them up and we give you this perfectly fitted suit and you come back <laughs>
0: and that's not to... so perfectly fitted anymore exactly
1: so you know, they come back <laughs> two months later and um, they've they've gained 10 kilograms and all of a sudden it's uh, we need to remake the suit so so one of our two tees and tees is um, we will do alterations but uh, we will not be responsible um, for for any major weight gain uh, weight weight gains or losses uh, where we can't make those alterations for you.
0: Now there's a very specific yeah. term yeah. that's so, in your business.
1: It's a massive risk to us. It's, you see, and the only way that we found out is when we got caught out once or twice mm-hmm. We said, okay, we need to actually stipulate this in our T's and C's so that our clients are aware of the way that we do business.
0: So what what I'm hearing is that it's important for you to understand your own business and what the risks are exactly. inherent in your own business and write that into your terms and conditions because... Yeah. It's... I mean, not everybody's going to have a weight gain clause. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, you know, in different businesses, there are different risks. And it's important that you protect yourself yeah. for those, especially yeah. um, from the financial aspect of those risks.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a, a return policy would also be a good mm-hmm. um, point of putting in there. And also um, how something is going to be cared for, i.e., would, would um, risks lie with the seller until mm-hmm. delivery or would risks lie with the buyer? Um, and when would that point of risk and return um, pass?
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, another thing that you that you mentioned a couple of minutes ago was um, delivery.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and it's another thing that I often see as being glaringly absent from <laughs> a lot of um, entrepreneurial businesses. Um, you know, outlying who's responsible for for delivery, if there's any surcharge for delivery, for example. Yes. Um. You know. B- basically everything around yeah. shipping and delivery. Yeah. Again, um, just help us phrase that in a very yeah. in a very simple way.
1: So, I mean, uh, that is probably a critical part of, of your T's and C's because uh, you prob- you're likely to get into a little bit of a um, mm. spute uh, when you send the client an invoice for the 250 rand delivery fee to Cape Town. Um, but in your T's and C's, you can say all delivery costs are for the account of the purchaser, or you can say for orders above 500 rand, um, uh, deliveries are free. So, so whatever whatever you comfortable um, taking on and payment that you you happy to uh, make on behalf of your buyer, that okay. should be listed in your T's and C's. Uh, anything can that can avoid any misunderstandings. Um, that you and you'd like to specifically bring it to the buyer's attention put that in your T's and C's uh, because it it will save you a lot of uh, headaches and gray hairs
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I think I think that the 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 key point is be as clear as possible
1: correct correct
0: okay so I just want to transfer all this to the invoice for a second sure okay just kind of where we're at Um, because we spoke about taking deposits and then and then having terms uh, we spoke about delivery costs might or might not. Yeah. So all of this is, is, is in my head making my invoice look a little fuzzy. <laughs> how, would it, how would it impact the way that we'd create our invoice?
1: So, so the quotation is basically going to be on, or in my business, is going to be on the product that we're selling. As soon as I've created the invoice, um, and there is a requirement for delivery, I would add that as a line item in my invoice okay. uh, because this is what my accounting package is gonna generate as revenue and what I need to record in my in my income statement. Um, so if I'm receiving the 100 Rand for my product, mm-hmm. as well as an, a, an additional 20 Rand for delivery, I need to be able to account for that additional 20 Rand. So I would put it as a line item into the invoice.
0: Okay, so yeah. so, um that goes straight into your invoice as a line item um how do we record the payment of the 50 percent deposit for example
1: so i for every client that i get i create an account so mm-hmm. i've got a i've got a, um, a customer account for each client and I, as i create the invoice the full amount is debited to his account mm-hmm. and on receipt of the 50 percent deposit i credit his account so what's owing is the balance or the remainder which is to be paid on collection
0: Okay, so basically just as things happen, just record... Yes. record each thing as it happens yes. is the is yeah. the bottom line too. It's,
1: it's it's probably the single biggest risk in my business is not having my debtors book up to date. Yeah. So that's what you touched on earlier is your, your cash flow. Yeah. Um, and cash is king. Without cash flow, you can't do business. So my debtors book is where I probably spend the most amount of time just scrutinizing it and making sure every invoice has been captured or every quotation has been converted into an invoice where an order has been taken up. Every invoice has been captured. Yeah. That it's sequentially numbered. Yeah. that every receipt that I've received from a customer is recorded against his customer name that mm. no production has been mm. started on any goods unless I've received the 50% deposit
0: and holding firm on those terms and conditions because absolutely, and because especially when times mm. are tough and when you're getting to that end of the month yeah. and those yeah. salaries need to get paid yeah. um, it's 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 easy for us to start wavering but yeah. You're just creating bigger problems for yourself in the future.
1: Oh, but, but it's exactly that. So, so we've we've taken a firm commitment to say these are our terms and conditions, mm-hmm. and we will not um, kind of give in to them for anyone. Whether it's my father or whether it's a, a customer, <laughs> this is how this is how we operate our business.
0: I <laughs> hope um, your father watches the show. <laughs> 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 just one last thing that I want to touch on very quickly: um, what what is a pro forma invoice?
1: I feel as though a proforma invoice is very similar to a quotation. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's an invoice that you give to a client, but there's no firm commitment or financial commitment that he's going to buy. So you can see um, the mapping out of the invoice, what it's mm-hmm. going to cost him. It's also going to include all the delivery charges that we spoke about previously and, and pretty much anything that, that can be thrown into the invoice that the, that the client is essentially going to have to pay for can be listed in the performer invoice. A lot of companies um, also request that a pro forma invoice be sent to them so that they can generate a purchase order on it um, and with that purchase order that uh, that signed purchase order gives you the comfort that um, they committed to to paying um, paying the
0: invoice absolutely and, and and I think that's where it's come from more than more than anywhere else where you know Entrepreneurs are being asked, you know, like you know, can you send me a performer invoice? And they're kind of standing there going, uh, uh, what? what?" (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, so, uh, so, really good tip is send them a quotation. Um, and let them sign off, create a purchase order off your quotation if your accounting package doesn't allow for pro forma invoices. Don't create an invoice and think it's a pro forma invoice because as soon as you've created an invoice, it's recognizing revenue in your income statement and then you have to create credit notes and your supplier's statement looks like, a, like an absolute dog show and, and tracking and audit um, trails become an issue.
0: So I think the bottom line to, to, to quotations, well as well as as your invoicing system yes. and our terms and conditions, is keep it as simple as possible.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and, and design it for, for your business. Because you know yes. at the end of the day, your business is different to everyone else's.
1: Correct, 100%.
0: George, yet again, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for sharing your insights with our entrepreneurs.
1: Thank you so much. And it's been great being here.
0: After the break, we recap. Our quotations, and we look at specifically what the most important terms and conditions are to include in your quotations. Join us for that.